Welcome to a new go of new home sales, where we discuss innovative sales and marketing technologies in residential new construction. With millions of dollars flowing into PropTech, we highlight new systems and share best practices so you can successfully incorporate MarTech into your sales cycle. And now, your hosts, John Lee and Anya Krisanta. Hello and welcome everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Anugo of New Home Sales. I'm your host, Anya Christianthan. Co-hosting with me today is our Director of Sales, Sarah Williams. Hi, everybody. Hello. I'm really excited to introduce our guest for today. Her name is Ashley Kaplan. Ashley is the Corporate Development Manager at Streetscape. Welcome to the show, Ashley. We're so excited to have you on today. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So Ashley and and I and Sarah all connected on Instagram. So I immediately was interested to see what Ashley was up to. You guys make sure to connect to Ashley on Instagram. So what's your handle on Instagram? Sell homes with tech. So that's that's how you, where you can find me. Sell homes with tech. So be sure we to We love that title. We yes, <laughs> because she uh, puts out some really cool content on Instagram. And so definitely follow her if you're interested in all things uh, home builder technology. So Ashley, we'd love to learn about you so our listeners can get to know you a little bit more. So if you don't mind giving us your life story and what your journey has been and uh, what is it that you do now? Perfect. So um, as you introduced, I'm currently the corporate development manager for Streetscape, which is a lot management system that is developed for residential land developers. And it is obviously used to manage their lot inventory. So they're our primary kind of clients. And then we, under them are all of the builders and our potential consultant users, um, which we work with daily to make sure that they're using the system in the way that is in alignment with the land developers' policies and procedures to streamline operations, reduce costs, you know, increase efficiencies, et cetera. Basically all the things you want technology to do to make your life easier. So how I got here though is, I mean, I guess from an educational standpoint, I you know went to university, got my you know business degree. You know, that's what you do. You finish high school, you go to university, bang that off as fast as you can. I focused kind of in like operations management. And during that period of university, I met my husband, who's obviously great. Um, and he wanted to move to Australia for a couple of years. So that's what we did. Uh, <laughs> we moved to Australia. I just like, it was a, a growth experience. We, we lived there. He did his law degree. And basically while we were there, I was like, Hey, I'm just working retail jobs. Like it was a very work and travel sort of a situation. And then when it came time for us to come back, meaning my husband was done his degree, I was like, what the heck am I going to do? Like, what do I actually care about? What interests me? And at that time, we were looking for a place to live because obviously, you know, we didn't have anywhere. And we were looking at buying, renting, building, we were looking at all the options. And I, I became a little bit like of a data obsessed person. I was like, made spreadsheets and, you know, was having comparables, like looking at rent, looking at mortgage rates, looking like just trying to understand everything I can, right? Like it was like a sponge. So I was like, okay, so clearly I'm a bit obsessed with this house buying thing or house looking at thing. So I was like, all right, when we get back, like we're going to get somewhere to live. We did. We just ended up renting for a bit, which is fine. And then 
I was like, you know, I've always loved going to show homes. I've loved like, you know, we, I've never even lived in a resale home before. (laughs) Every home I had ever lived in in my whole life was a home that my parents had built. And then obviously I built when it was, we were ready to make that step. So I was like, you know, I'm going to start applying to home builders. Like, I think this is something I'm interested in. I think that my skills, you know, they're probably a little misaligned, but that's okay. I've done some sales. I've done some operations. So that's where I started was I working for a home builder doing new home sales. And I really enjoyed that job. I think anybody who's done, you know, new home sales, it's it's so amazing to walk customers through that journey from the time they, you know, first come into the show home and they're like, don't know anything to the time that they're even just signing your, their contract. They like, they can start to visualize their home and their future life, you know, through the journey that you brought them through. So really enjoyed that part of my role, but I guess I'm an eager, eager beaver and was like, yeah, I, I want a little bit more of a challenge eventually. Sales is awesome. I love it. I love the thrill. I, I still do the adrenaline rush. I was like, yeah, we're going to try something a little different. We're going to steer into my degree. We're going to like do something more operational. I got in contact with Streetscape and they're like, hey, we're actually looking to scale our operations. We need somebody to come in as a customer success manager. We're really interested in you because you have you know, these skills and this experience. And so I t- kind of took the leap and working as a customer success manager, m- we're managing more like break fix solutions. Um, like obviously if we were talking about technology earlier on, how sometimes things don't work as, po- as expected or and doing a lot of more user education on the platform. So that's kind of where I started. And then I had a baby. So I went on maternity leave in Canada. We get a nice long maternity leave. And then when I came back, I came back as the corporate development manager, more, um, a little bit more focused on kind of growing the operations and maybe a little bit more financial than it was before. So that's kind of a bit about my history as a, a professional in the home building land development sphere. Oh, I guess, why did I start this Instagram page to begin with? That's probably a good quick segue here is through my experience of chatting with builders, chatting with developers, I was literally always, you know, using my screen, sharing things, you know, being like, have you seen this? Have you seen that? Like just showing them cool tools. And I was like doing it on a, you know, inside of my little bubble of these are my clients. These are the ones I talk to. I'm showing them literally how to like screen record things. And be like, you know, next time you have a problem, just screen record it. And then I can help you a lot more easily than if you type out an eight page email and then we don't end up getting to a resolution. So there's little things like that where I was always sharing kind of quick tips to help ease the, the, the you know, break fix issues that we were having and sharing the technology that I'm using to make my life easier. And I'm like, you know what, my scope is so small right now. I'd like to expand it. So that is why I started sharing how to sell homes with technology on the internet. And it was primarily my builder, the builders that I was chatting with that were always the ones asking about these things. And so I'm like, you know what? I think I should share this in a more broad way because I think everybody can learn from it. And I think you guys will agree that our industry is a little bit on the slower side with ad- adopting technology. So I'm like, you know, anybody that can promote this, I think will help all of us uh, here. Very cool. We love that. So Ashley, before we dive into things, you've mentioned both developers and builders. So I think a lot of our listeners are in sales and marketing, and they may not necessarily be familiar with what the difference is between a developer and a builder. 
Can you define that for us real quick, just so everybody's on the same page? Sure. So when I'm speaking about a developer, I'm talking about the seller of service lots in master plan communities. When I'm speaking about a builder, I'm referring to the company that purchases said lot to build the home for the third party buyer. Perfect. And sorry to go off the definitions again, depending on where you are in the country, you yep. may not be familiar with the master plan. So here in the in the Northeast, we don't really have master plans where in Florida, you're master plan galore. So can you define what is a master plan community? Sure. So a master plan community is basically a I'm just going to say it's a big parcel of land that has been planned out from a basically a committee, whether that's an architectural committee or, you know, an HOA or something like that with amenities and kind of all of the infrastructure that goes along with it with phases, blocks and lots that obviously can be purchased and are going to be distributed. Essentially, it puts the builder in the position where their responsibility is just to build their home and the developer takes care of all of the infrastructure, the amenities that will go into that community to help sell it. Yeah. So it's almost like a mini city a lot of a lot of times, right? So they sometimes they'll have their own shopping centers and rec halls and and all types of things. And typically it involves multiple builders. So that in that can be both single family homes, sometimes they'll add um, townhomes into it. So it could be mixed architecture, but they all tend to look kind of similar in, in the way that, you know, you do feel like it's a uniform community. So Ashley, what type of clients do you work with? Who's your ideal client and what do you guys help them with? Yeah. So our ideal clients are definitely developers for master plan communities here in I, I mentioned we're in Western Canada and that is definitely the preponderance of our development method. Uh, I, I, I'm personally in Calgary, Alberta and is like, it's suburb central here. So basically everyone lives in a master plan community of some sort. Only 20% of our population lives in the core and 80% lives on the perimeter. And it, same with basically the surrounding larger cities in Alberta and Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, et cetera. So that, those are definitely our, our key clients. And what Streetscape helps them do is we take their lot inventory and we provide a couple of different tools. Number one is, as I mentioned, for an architect, it's an architectural system. So for master plan communities, there's a lot of planning that goes into how the community is looked is going to look. There's architectural guidelines that need to be followed, what colors you can use, how the, you know, the front elevations look, if they're, you know, if this is a community where you want to have a very like cabin kind of look, you're obviously going to have different, you know, roof lines that are allowed, et cetera, et cetera. So the the system basically supports the pro the submission and processing of architectural submissions from the builders and the developers, and then the architectural consultants review all of them. And it's all very like timed, right? These you want to be able to push these through quickly because they impact your ability to get building permits. So the system streamlines the process. A big part of it is accountability. You can see who did what, everything's timestamped, et cetera. It's very transparent. Those are our key kind of three user groups and our key customers are our residential land developers. And then our builders are and our consultants are obviously key inputs into the system. It wouldn't work without 
without builders selling homes, there's nothing for architectural consultants to review and there's nothing for developers. Um, you know, they're, they're not making any money because they're not selling any lots. So basically that's kind of what our, our key system does for the architectural side of things. We also do have some visualization capabilities doing interactive lot maps that go on websites and then compliance tools to basically allow the developers to control the process from the time that a lot is uh, taken down by a builder to the point where the community is finished and all of the concrete damage that may have occurred during that build is refurbished. We call them activity channels, but there's basically sales activities, then architectural activities, and then like inspection activities where you review the exterior of the home, make sure it's in compliance with the plans, as well as the you go back onto the site and make sure that the site is not damaged. Because obviously for master plan communities, because the developers are the ones that are responsible for the infrastructure, they're also responsible if it gets damaged during the build. So it's allocating those damages uh, fairly in accord and in accordance with who actually did it <laughs> and stuff like that. So there's that's basically the, the, the system in its at its core is we manage the lot from the sale all the way to the completion of a community. Then the network of uh, participants, meaning the consultants, builders, and developers, you know, go through all those processes that um, basically my job is to help design all of those processes so that everything just stays in alignment and in compliance and that the process is streamlined, simple to understand, and there's a fair allocation of costs um, throughout the build process. Where do you find uh, there's most red tape or like what takes the longest in the building process since you kind of see it from start to finish? Like what's taking the most time for whether it's the developer or home builder uh, to really make that home a reality for the buyer? Well, I think that it depends on the product type a little bit, right? I think for like we work with a lot of custom builders as well as like smaller, more production builders. So for production builders, I think that it's, you know, to be perfectly honest with COVID, we had a lot of hangups with getting permits and stuff uh, moving forward. So for production builders, that was taking quite a long time to kind of get the foundation in the ground along with, uh, I don't know if you guys have this, but we had a bunch of labor shortages as well. (laughs) So even like, this is more from my just experience in the industry and chatting with our builders is like, you know, it was taking forever to get a framer to get on site. So ac- the actual construction process has just been taking a little bit longer due to all the supply chain issues that we have encountered as well as the labor shortages. But for our custom builders, I think a lot of the time it's actually like getting to the plans, right? Like working with the customers through that process to get to this is how your house is going to look. And I think that is partially I, with any home, actually, with whether it's a production, like your first home from a production builder or your last home from a you know great custom builder, it's you know having the ability to get those visuals. It isn't always quick and easy, uh, especially when it has to go through rounds and rounds of drafting to see those small changes. Like I've literally been, when I was working in new home sales, like sitting there coloring with a pencil crayon, like to help people visualize their exterior and what it's going to look like if they pick this color hardy board versus this color. So... <laughs> Yes, fun times, fun times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And then no wonder customers end up being not happy with the final result is what well, my coloring wasn't good enough for you. And it's not, it's not, didn't come out. What, what do you imagine? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, and Ashley, I'd be curious to know, obviously things have shifted here in the U.S. since the pandemic and mm-hmm. uh, we've seen quite a bit of a slowdown. How are things in Canada right now? Um, if you can give us kind of like a quick overview of uh, whether it's like your local market or a broader picture of Canada, a real estate, like w- what's happening li- in your case? Like obviously you also experienced labor shortages, as you mm-hmm. mentioned. You had some supply chain issues. Are things are getting better? Is the market hot still, or is it kind of uh, being affected by overall economy slowdown? Or are you guys not seeing that? So I can't speak to all of Canada because we're obviously just like the U.S. It's a big country. It's a big country, but for our customers in kind of the western side, there has been like seasonal slowdowns that we would expect always. Um, obviously, we're in the spring market now. I can tell things are picking up. We're, we're seeing you know upticks in approvals, upticks in um, sales activity, and also upticks in help desk tickets to me um, <laughs> because they're like, hey, I forgot how to do this. I haven't done it in such a long time. Uh, overall, our market has been pretty steady other than the seasonal changes. I think that the we obviously there's been huge spikes in interest rates. So that has definitely changed the buying power of uh you know for some of our first time home buyers so there's a, a little bit less action in that sphere but it hasn't been substantially impacted on our end which we're very lucky for from the builders I've chatted with as well there are obviously always communities or areas of the cities that are hotter than others. So the ones that are still in hot areas, they're still selling really well. And that's what we're seeing in our system too, that, you know, in a, in a more rural area, that's, you know, a little bit of a harder sell or a brand new subdivision where you're literally a show home, you know, surrounded by dirt um, and nothing else yet because they, it's just the start of things that obviously takes a lot more work to sell. And they typically does move a bit slower at that is where the, um, the corner store is going to be just like right where this dirt is. That's where it's going to be. So <laughs> that's when a new go comes in and we can help those clients, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like this is the visualization. So, I mean, we do like, like I've seen what you guys have for like lot maps and stuff. We do something similar. It just, obviously any of those visual tools like you guys have, and we have, you know, they help buyers in master plan communities and builders sell so much more easily because they can see where their house is going to be relative to the river, relative to the school, relative to the bus stops, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It's not like they're having to make it up in their head. Yeah. Cause we all know how that, how well that turns out. So no. let's talk a little <laughs> bit more about the visualization tools that you guys provide. So can you talk to us about some of the, like what's available from your end? Sure. So obviously we already have all of our customers lot inventory in Streetscape. So we will we use that and we create Google Maps based lot maps for the subdivision. We can obviously do just in an individual phase, but our preference and our clients' preference, because they are developers in Astrohan communities, is to have a full subdivision map that gives a layout of you know the current stage all the way to the final stage with all of the amenities kind of nestled in for obviously for any subdivisions that may be in their first phase 
typically the the future lot uh, phases will just be numbered out. But then with the detailed lot inventory and obviously the sales status that goes on your website so that you can update your lot maps in real time and, you know, give the buyers that are starting their home search online, everybody is, the tools that they can at least see like, okay, they have, you know, they have that pilot that I'm looking for in this subdivision that's, you know, backing out to the river. That's exactly what I want. Like, um, so it's a nice like segue into a conversation. We do also do some 3D uh, modeling as well. So uh, we do this a little bit more with our commercial clients, but uh, we're working towards um, doing it a little bit more so with our residential clients is being able to tour basically properties um, with in in a 3D environment with all of the uh, infrastructure and the completed buildings modeled. So, so for a, from a leasing standpoint, they can obviously see like where there are um, leasing opportunities and can use that as a sales tool on their website. Predominantly, you're in Canada. Have you guys um, crept into the U.S. yet, or are you looking to move into the U.S.? Talk to us about that, because a, a lot of our listeners are U.S.-based. Yeah. So I definitely, you know, if we have some U.S. developers or, or builders that are interested in your products, is this a good market for them, you know, to, to reach out to you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've obviously done research on this. The U.S. is a huge market, so that's definitely where uh, we're looking to go. Some of the cities that have the most a more similar kind of construct to what our current clients are and where our technology is focused is definitely like the Texas markets, Colorado, Florida, like you mentioned, where there are those master plan communities. We obviously haven't like looked at New York or kind of those areas quite as much because that they're more infills and that's just not kind of who we serve. Right. Well, I'm in the Carolinas and, you know, I used to live where Anya lives in the Pennsylvania area. And she's right. Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, there's not a lot of master plans. But as you come south, um, where I live in Charleston and like the the South Carolina, North Carolina, um, all as you move down the coast, we're all master plan communities in Florida. Yeah. So definitely this would be a huge market for you guys, for sure. (laughs) <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. where we're definitely anywhere where there's a master plan community. That's where we're looking at to help. So <laughs> very good. Very yeah, good. it's all new and shiny in the South. And yes. There's still <laughs> lots of land to build on. That's the thing, you know, in the Northeast, you're building up vertically, you know, kind of like Toronto, you're building up yeah. down here. We we're still in Texas, we still have lots of land to build on and they keep going further out. So um, there's still lot, there are lots of, opp- I like to call it opportunity. Lots of opportunity for home builders and for our industry to build. So for sure. for sure. So Ashley, as we wrap things up here, is there anything that we didn't ask you that you'd like our listeners to know, uh, whether it's about your company, about you or anything else that's going on currently? I would just say, keep an eye on us. We have some exciting things going on that I'm unfortunately not allowed to talk about yet, but um, we I maybe we can reconnect in about six months and we can chat about those things. We're obviously always pushing the envelope, looking for ways to increase our efficiencies using the emerging technologies that are becoming very popular these days. And we're working a lot on basically ways to help land developers sell more lots faster. So we're working on some additional subsystems to do that. And uh, I hope I can talk to you about them more the next time we connect. Awesome. Fantastic. And if somebody wanted to learn more about Streetscape and what you guys do, what's the best way? Where where do we find more information on you? 
Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to reach out directly to us, you can um, reach out at support at streetscape.ai and I will literally be the person on the end answering that question. Um, and or if you want to just kind of check us out, um, we have a website, which is uh, streetscape.ai. Perfect. And you guys definitely be sure to connect with Ashley on uh, Instagram. And obviously I saw you're also on LinkedIn and Ashley spells her name A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. So not, not your regular Ashley. (laughs) No, I'm not your regular Ashley. To be fair, my parents spelled my name that way, but (laughs) I love the spelling. I like the way that I love that. Yes. Well, thank you. So it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Uh, Always uh, so cool to get to know all the women in tech and what you're doing. I was definitely uh, happy to see that you were pushing the envelope forward for our builders and educating them about all things technology. Because as you said, uh, we definitely can uh, come much further than we have. Although, um, you know, I used to think that we were behind the regular real estate, but we're actually no, ahead. we're good with real estate. We're, we're tied or ahead of with real estate. I'm just comparing it to other industries yeah. in the world, like the real estate industry in general, building, developing, yeah. et cetera, is all a little bit behind. We just need to jump in. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So you guys be sure to check out Ashley's Instagram. I'll be um, sure to link that in the show notes. And um, hopefully we'll get to meet you sometime at a, maybe a builder show or, you know, whenever they let you out of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For sure. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being a, a guest today. And we'll talk to you very soon. Thank you Thank so you. much. Bye.